0: hi welcome to the really telling it like it is program actually it's not the but it's really telling it like it is and i'm apostle baker j baker who is a doctor in psychology and i have apostle michael Fram with me again this week and we're going to continue actually he's going to continue and i'm going to continue to to um um listen and uh want you to be blessed so because we're here to provoke you to think about how you think about the Word of God how you think about prophecy, how you think about the prophetic word and to stop walking around ignorant to stop walking around thinking that everybody is a prophet uh he is um uh, showing he's releasing he's Uh, um, revealing things to us and letting it be known that you may have a gift on the inside of you, but until it's tested, until it's trained, then it's really going to do nobody any good. So uh, uh, share this with your friends and your enemies and your family and everybody else. And now I'm going to bring up Michael Fram. Come on in. Well, yeah here I is all right did you like did did I do well on my introduction and I mean on my my thing there
1: in the immortal words of Fernando from <laughs> Saturday night Live fame you did marvelous
0: <laughs> you know one of the things that you're doing is this is that there are a lot of people that call themselves prophets and a lot of people that Say they are prophets, and they've been whatever it is. But um, it, it, the 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 gift, the office, the whatever it is, may be in them. But the proven part of it, and the things that are going through. I mean, I'm really glad that you're opening these things up because it doesn't mean that here it is. Somebody says you're a prophet, and instantly you go into uh uh you 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 go into this thing. And uh, start to doing um, marvelous work that you're a master at what it is that God has. So I just I really appreciate your taking time teaching this and getting into, you know, the parts of this that are really, really important because it's going to save people's lives and it's going to keep people from walking in deception. So that's one of the reasons that we're doing it. And so I'm going to mute while you go forth and do what you do. Thank you for being with me.
1: Well, it's my pleasure and it's my honor to be with you. And uh, I've enjoyed just teaching this stuff. It's some of my favorite stuff to teach. And of course, you asked me to talk about things that were in my terminology in my wheelhouse. And uh, this is one of my favorite subjects. I began to operate in the simple gift of prophecy or... From the shallow end of basic prophecy using the two terms that we've been using throughout these lessons since I was 15 years old. And I functioned that way probably for somewhere around 21, 22 years before I began to transition into the ministry gift or the, the ascension gift of a prophet. The Office of a prophet twenty to twenty one years before and then I functioned as a prophet for sixteen, and then I was commissioned as an apostle and I've been that for about six and a half so i'm you know I've been around the block once or twice in forty three years of ministry, and maybe my math isn't all right, but that's roughly you know where it's at. And so, you know, when I was a freshman in high school, this little Baptist boy, son of a Baptist pastor, got filled with the Holy Ghost. And almost immediately, the simple gift of prophecy began to manifest. And in those days, the prophetic words were very basic. It was about, you know, how much God loved us. He was wrapping his arms of love around us. He was pleased with our worship. And, you know, he wanted to inhabit our praise. And Those sorts of things. They are very, very general words. There was no specificity in the prophetic words because basic prophecy is just that. It's edification, it's exhortation, and it's comfort. And any believer that's born again and filled with the Spirit can do that. They can speak a word that'll edify you. They can speak a word that'll encourage you. If you're having a really, really rotten day and you hear that God loves you and God's pleased with you and God just wants to fill your life with joy and take you out of the mully grubs, that can be a very encouraging word that you would hear. But there's a far cry from that and a prophet. And so as we look at the. Manifestation gift of prophecy We found that it was a Greek word Called phanerosis And phanerosis We said was a Exhibition A demonstration Or a manifestation Of the spirit And that's found in 1 Corinthians Chapter 12 verse 7 Again the word gifts In 1 Corinthians 12:1 Is not in the original Greek what it actually says is now concerning spirituals or concerning things of the spirit or pertaining to the spirit. I do not want you to be ignorant or unaware. And then he goes in and breaks down all of these nine phanerosis, these nine manifestations of the spirit of which prophecy is one. We define prophecy as an inspired utterance of the spirit And I always put it this way as well. It's an inspired utterance in a known language. What I mean by that is it's known to the speaker. Let me give you an example. The only language that I know how to speak is English. And many people will argue how effectively I do that. But suppose somebody is bilingual. Especially in our day, we have many in in this nation, in America, that can speak both Spanish and English. Now, if you can speak Spanish and English, guess how many languages you could prophesy in? Two. Because you could speak to Spanish folks in Spanish and speak a word from God to them. Where I could not do that because I don't know Spanish. On one of my missionary trips to Africa, Dad and I met a gentleman that we had a nickname for. We called him Dakoni, and the reason we called him that is he was a real servant. He had a servant's heart, and he served us. We were out in one of the rural villages out in South Nansa province in Kenya, and this gentleman was a school teacher by trade, But in the local village where he lived, he was a servant within the church. He basically cooked all of our meals. He took care of us and and provided for us in every way that he could for our needs. This man was actually brilliant, very, very intelligent. Not only did he speak Swahili, which is the national language in Kenya, he also spoke the local dialect which in that region of of Nanza province is a dialect called Lua. And so he also spoke Lua. He also spoke English. And he even spoke Mandarin Chinese. I don't know how he learned it, but he did. He actually spoke seven different languages. Now, guess how many languages... He could prophesy in seven, because there were seven known tongues to him where I struggle with English, so I'm limited to just English. Now, if I were to give a message from God in a language I do not know, then that would be a manifestation of the gift of diverse kinds of tongues. Because the Bible says that we speak with both the tongues of men and angels. But I don't have time to chase that rabbit today. But so prophecy, it's known. It's known to the speaker. And so you can't prophesy in any language that you know how to speak. But prophecy is not rehearsed. Prophecy comes by the inspiration of the spirit. We have to stress the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Somebody once said you need the unction to function. And if you do not have the unction, you best not function. You best be quiet. And so that's kind of where where prophecy is. But again, in, in Graham Cook's statement, he talked about these multiple levels that you would go through. And you can go, and basically, I see it as there's four levels that one would go through. Different people break them down differently. In my understanding, I look at it as four distinct levels of prophetic gifting. First is the simple gift of prophecy or the shallow end of basic prophecy. After that would come some prophetic gifting. Some prophetic gifting is normally people that prophesy more than occasionally. Anybody could be in an area where, say, the spirit of prophecy falls. You remember that in the Old Testament, King Saul got around the company of prophets. And when he got around the company of prophets, he began to prophesy too. And they said, oh, is Saul among the prophets? No, Saul wasn't among the prophets. He wasn't a prophet. But because he was under a prophetic mantle, by coming under that mantle, he was able to prophesy. But he was not a prophet. And so anybody can get under a spirit of prophecy and they can prophesy because of that prophetic mantle. But that does not make them a prophet, nor does it mean that they have prophecy operating in their life consistently. It just means they got under a spirit of prophecy, yielded to it, and stepped in and gave a prophetic utterance. And I've been in services many times, and I've just made the declaration. The spirit of prophecy just moved in the room. I know when the spirit of prophecy moves into a room. And when the spirit of prophecy moves into the room, anybody and everybody who's born again and spirit filled can prophesy even if you don't normally prophesy. I'm not talking about that. And and while I'm at it, let me just say this. I have a, a friend that he and I have worked together in ministry on and off over a 30 year period. He has a very strong minstrel and psalmist anointing. And for him to go into prophetic song, or what we would call the song of the Lord, is the easiest thing in the world. He would go from just singing any old worship song and all of a sudden start singing by the Spirit and singing either a new song to God or a song from God to us. The easiest thing in the world for him, because he has a mantle or an anointing that's on his life to function that way. When I am with him, many times, instead of me prophesying, I will begin to sing the prophetic word because I'm coming under his mantle, not because of me. And be honest with you, singing is not my thing. I'm glad the Bible says make a joyful noise. And depending on who's listening determines whether or not it's joyful. I always say I'm a good shower singer, and my son will look at me and I'll say, Dad, give me one of those. When I was a kid, I wanted to sing in the choir. They said, Mike, you sing by the window and we will help you out. So that was kind of the end of my singing career. But when I'm around this guy, because of the mantle that he operates under, I can come under that mantle and flow with him just by hitching my wagon to what he's carrying. And so you can get under a strong prophetic mantle. There are ministries that have a strong prophetic mantle where they have many seasoned prophets in the ministry, and you can come under that mantle, and it would become very easy for you to prophesy, but because you come under that mantle, that doesn't make you a prophet, nor does it mean that you've even moved beyond level one of prophetic gifting. Uh-oh, I see
0: I triggered something. Say that. Okay. Say that again and get into that because this is something that people have walked in deception with. And all of a sudden, they have a ministry that is not a ministry.
1: All right. So, you know, you can be under a ministry, part of a ministry with a strong prophetic mantle on it. Let's take our dear friend, your brother, my dear friend, Apostle Calvin Cook. Now, Apostle Calvin Cook has a very strong prophetic mantle on his life. And he's raised up people with strong prophetic mantles on their life. Our dear friend, Prophet Andrew, has a strong prophetic mantle. So if you go to Golden Altar, and you're sitting under Apostle Cal and Prophet Andrew with this really strong, tangible prophetic mantle, it's very easy for you to begin to flow in prophecy because you're coming under a strong prophetic mantle. And Let me just say this. If you feel like you are called to the prophetic, the best thing you can do To learn and develop your gifting is come under a strong prophetic mantle. I've had people that say, I feel like I'm called to the prophetic. And I say, well, what is the attitude towards the prophetic in the house where you are? Well, they really don't encourage the prophetic. And I'm like, well, honey, you better run like H-E-double hockey sticks. Because if you want to develop in the prophetic, you've got to get under a prophetic mantle. Because everything produces after its own kind that's the law of genesis i can't plant apple seeds and grow an orange tree and if you're under a pastoral mantle they cannot develop you in the prophetic if you're called to the prophetic you've got to be under a prophetic mantle where people have prophetic gift and prophetic grace where you can be tutored mentored trained taught hands-on and corrected and you've got to be able to come under that mantle yield to that mantle submit to that mantle be trained by that mantle develop and begin to flow under that mantle and so if you're under an evangelistic anointing you will not grow in the prophetic if you're called to prophesy if it is just it's that simple And, you know, in the world, we've got a lot more sense sometimes than we do in the kingdom. It's amazing to me. It's like, well, I'm going to go fishing. Well, you don't go fishing in your backyard. You got to go where the fish are. And so you go to the lake, you go to the ocean, you go to the stream, the river, depending on what kind of fish you want to get. But, you know, you got to go to water to catch fish. You ain't catching them in the middle of your backyard. Well, if you want to begin to grow in the prophetic, you've got to get under a prophetic mantle. So, but here's the thing, folks, just because you're under that mantle, that doesn't make you a prophet. And because you can give a prophetic word under that mantle, that doesn't make you having the gift of prophecy Operating regularly in your life When when I was around this guy With the strong minstrel and psalmist anointing Just because I could get up and sing a prophetic song As opposed to speak a prophetic word That did not make me a psalmist It did not It just means I learned how to hitch my wagon To the anointing that he carried And so getting under an anointing and then cooperating with that anointing will help us grow and develop. But going from this, where you can prophesy occasionally all the way up to a prophet is two different things. And so you go from where you prophesy occasionally. When you get to the place where you're considered you have some prophetic gifting, That is a person who prophesies more than occasionally. Now you're getting to the place where the gift of prophecy rather than once in a blue moon is operating in your life, that regularly that gift of prophecy is operating within your life. Also, as having part of prophetic gifting, where you have prophetic gifting, you will begin begin, to get revelation from gifts of the Spirit. Now, I don't have time to go into depth to teach on the revelation gifts of the Spirit within this particular broadcast, but on my Wednesday broadcast, I just started a series that's probably going to take me 4 to 6 months to finish. And I will be teaching every week on the manifest the manifestation gifts of the spirit in detail. So you can tune into that on Wednesdays and you'll get that sooner or later.
0: Tell Thank them the you. time. Tell them the time and all of that for that program.
1: That is on Wednesdays at 5:30 Eastern. I follow you. Your broadcast is at 5 Eastern, 2 Pacific. I come on right after you at 5.30 Eastern, 2.30 Pacific. And I just started. I'm still in the introduction. And it's going to take me four to six months to teach all of that. And I will go into great depth. But when we say you begin to get revelation, you're talking about the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, and the discerning of spirits. Those are the three Revelation gifts or the three revelation manifestations of the spirit. You begin to get those when you have prophetic gifting. You are not proficient in those, but you begin to get those. Then you move to another level in prophetic gifting. And this is what I call prophetic ministry. Now, prophetic ministry can be one of two things. Either it is somebody that is already functioning as an ascension gift in another function, but is also operating in prophecy and experiencing revelation gifts. And so you may have, a, say, an evangelist that also has a prophetic anointing. Now evangelists may be their primary function, but they've got a prophetic anointing and a prophetic mantle, and they be flow in prophecy very easily, and they begin to get words of knowledge and words of wisdom, perhaps specifically going with the evangelist's office. And many times this happens with evangelists because When you get into the gifts of healings, not the gift of healing, but the gifts of healings, both words are plural. When you get into that, there's differences of administrations, and they're administered differently. And some people may do it by the laying on of hands. Some people may do it by anointing with oil. Some may do it by speaking the word. Some people may jerk you out of wheelchairs. Some people may do it by the word of knowledge being released. And and you've seen it many times with those with a healing ministry. I've seen Richard Roberts do it many times. I've seen back in the day on the 700 Club, you would see Pat Robertson or Ben Kinslow. And they would begin to get words of knowledge about certain things that God was healing. And they would call... What's happening is those gifts are piggybacking. And many times with evangelists, they'll begin to function that way regularly. Now, they're still an evangelist because that's their primary function. But they have now moved into a prophetic ministry. The other thing that would happen is many times the prophetic minister is somebody that's what I call in the pit. And that means you are a prophet in training. And and that is the place that nobody wants to be, but it is required for everybody that is called to be a prophet. You've gone from the simple gift of prophecy. You've gone to be somebody that's functioning consistently in the gift of prophecy. Now you're not just getting revelation occasionally but now it's coming regularly. And you are called to the ministry. You're not ready to be commissioned to the office of a prophet, but you are in process on your way. And this is that place that we call the pit, profit in training. That is your wilderness season in your life. That is the place that nobody wants to go through. You feel like never mind your prayers don't make it past the ceiling. You feel like your prayers don't make it past the nose on your face. When I was in my wilderness season, I didn't even feel like I was saved. I didn't want to teach. I didn't want to preach. I didn't want to go to church. I didn't want to read my Bible. And if you would have said hello to me, chances are I would have bit your head off. You are the most unloving individual that you could ever be when you are in your pit, your profit in training season. That is level three, and until you emerge out of that wilderness season, you're not ready for level four. It is in that season of your life that everything that is unlike God gets worked out of you, because the prophet is the mouthpiece of God. They are the friend of God, and God shares his secrets with his servants, the prophets, and the character has got to be developed to the point that he knows that he can trust the vessel, that he wants to put his words in their mouth, that they'll be spoken with love they won't be judgmental, that they will bless them that curse them, and they'll do good to them that despitefully use them. So that is level three that you must go through if you are in line to become a prophet. And next week, next week, we'll start talking about a prophet because I wanted to go through all those stages. Go ahead, Doc, wrap
0: it up. Oh, my God. you know the lat that third stage that uh pit i like the I, I love what you said about that that is where people don't want to be uh, it's really i mean it's rare that they're willing to go through the training to do what it is that's necessary to do but if we don't go through the training we will never uh, reign the way God intends for us to do it. And I guarantee you, you need to send this to people that call themselves prophets. You need to send this to your friends. You need to send this to your enemies. You need to send this to people, uh, uh, allow them to know it. And, and he's right on after I am on Wednesday. So uh, what it is, is this, you check this out on, on, on Tuesday and then Wednesday, he's going into other stuff. Cause he's going to be with me until God says we're finished. At any rate, uh, <laughs> until Dr. Baker and God says we're finished. So at any rate, we will be back next week when we're really telling it like it is. This is apostle Baker and apostle Fram saying bye-bye for now. <laughs>